0: Welcome to The Fix, the podcast made for the trades, where we sit down with inspiring individuals across the trades to discuss their unique take on the industry, including career paths, job site stories, overcoming challenges, and everything in between. I'm your host, Catherine, a marketer here at ODI with my co-host and friend, Doug, one of ODI's resident experts in all things trades. The Fix is more than a podcast, it's a community, a community built to support tradespeople and inspire the next generation of essential pros. Let's start the conversation. Welcome to the first ever The Fix. This is so cool that we're finally here. Doug, can you believe it?
1: Catherine, I'm telling you, somebody who was born with a face for radio, I just drank a two liter of Mountain Dew with a Chaser Red Bull, and I am (laughs) jacked for this session.
0: Yes, this is awesome. Well, first, we want to thank our listeners for tuning in for this first ever episode. You know, getting here, we've been talking a lot about what it's going to be to have this conversation around the trades and really, you know, joining this community. We're going to have great, meaningful conversations around the road ahead, uh, what trades look like, what the trades are today, how we can help support uh, and new ideas of how we kind of uh, grow this ever in this industry. So I want to talk, you know, a couple of things, you know, why we're here, you know, as a manufacturer, we feel it's super important to be a part of the conversation. Um, You know, Doug, during any of your times, did you ever feel like your manufacturers that you work with out in the field really had a support system for you? You
1: know, I'll be honest with you, when you're out in the field, sometimes you feel your only connection to the manufacturer is through the wholesaler. Because you're there every day, you're there at the counter, you create relationships with the counter guys. And then what happens is you rely on them to be your voice to the manufacturer. And sometimes you feel that the manufacturer is completely disconnected, and you're just a sale to them. Well, here at Odie, one of the things that hopefully we can deliver a message on is the simple fact that we are very connected with our customers. We have a lot of VOC, which is the voice of the customer.
0: Yeah, that's great. And, you know, we rely as a manufacturer on the the counter guy. And it's important, you know, that we have those conversations all the way through our end user counter, sales rep, uh, external team. So, you know, it's great here to uh, be able to join this conversation and talk a little bit more about the trades. So... Let's talk a little bit. I want to go through and talk some background, Doug. You know, you uh, are a master plumber. Yes, I am. As well as a, a technical applications manager here at ODI. Yes, I am. So can you talk to us a little bit about how long you've been in the field and how you got here?
1: Well, way back in the early 80s. Okay, so everybody now knows I'm a boomer. Um, <laughs> you I don't look it at all. I grew up, uh, with very humble beginnings in my life and, uh, we did not have a lot. I mean, my dad used to joke sometimes that we, he was going to make us a wish sandwich. That was uh two pieces of bread and we wish we had something in between. <laughs> so through those humble beginnings, you know, we had those challenges, but we always, you know, my sister and I, we always had the ambition to, you know, prove ourselves and sure. do good things. And, um, My career basically started one day when we lived in an apartment complex where all the heat was supplied by one unit. And I went to the basement and I heard somebody banging and there was a gentleman down there changing the uh, HVAC system. So I was standing there watching him and he needed a hand on a few things. So he uh, said, hey kid, why don't you come on over here and give me a hand and I'll give you a couple bucks for your time. So cool. Yeah, I tell you, he changed my life because I went over, worked really hard and he gave me a $20 bill.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: For us, that was a big deal.
0: Yeah, your wish sandwich just actually became a reality.
1: Absolutely. We had meat in between (laughs) that bread. Yeah. So um, he liked me. He saw something in me, work ethic, and he said, hey, I do a lot of these. How would you like to come and do a lot of the demo for me and make it ready for me to do my new installs? So I did. It made me feel really good for a couple of reasons. One was I was contributing to the family. Sure. And then number two was I was actually doing something physical. And at the end, I could see some kind of results of it. Right. So it got me started in thinking, hey, you know, if if I can do tear outs, I might be able to actually put something in someday. So I uh, started, you know, exploring around and looking for some local plumbers who would be willing to hire me on as a helper. And I found a gentleman uh, who brought me on. And I served what would be considered the apprenticeship through him, which allowed me to acquire enough time to go down and take a master plumber's test.
0: Yeah, really cool. Was all that done through Ohio? Were you living in Ohio the whole time?
1: Yep, I was living in Ohio at the time. Uh, I was circulating between Cleveland and Lakewood, okay. Ohio at that time. And uh, so I passed my test. Awesome. One of the most exciting days of my life. Yeah, I bet. So once I had that master plumber's license, um, I was still working part-time for a plumbing contractor. And I was doing service work mainly. And uh, I felt that, hey, I can start a business on my own. So I came up with a really creative idea to secure four unsecured loans.
0: Uh, (laughs) Get creative, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So
1: I went out, I bought myself a van, and I stocked up with some tools. And uh, there for a while, that was all I had. So I actually slept in my van and on job sites for about six months.
0: Wow, that's amazing.
1: So I started to build a bit of a reputation for a good service guy. Uh, Service technicians are often overlooked in the field. But I tell you what, they solve a lot of problems. They take existing stuff that's been maybe installed improperly. They, uh, you know, they've altered it in some way. And they'll go ahead and they'll rebuild that and make it new. So I took a lot of pride in that, and uh, I would take old parts with me off of job sites. I'd take them back home, and I'd get even more creative on them and figure out new and faster ways to improve my time. Very cool. I used to also set goals for myself. So every day before I left home, I had a goal to make X amount of dollars. Now, if I made that X amount of dollars by noon, that meant I still had some time in the day to make more dollars. Sure, yeah. But if it took me till 9 o'clock that night to make that dollar then I would stay out till nine o'clock. And then I kept reinvesting in myself, which fortunately helped me grow. Um, I was a big part of the insurance world for a while. Uh, A lot of the adjusters used me for a expert witness. And it allowed me to expand my business. And I actually started doing some restoration work.
0: That's really cool how it went from kind of your own business, entrepreneurship, and then really started to grow from living, like you said, outside of your van to now working with some of the large insurance companies to do claim work. Absolutely. Really impressive.
1: Absolutely. And, and the thing is, you know, there's going to be challenges no matter what you do in life. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. There's going to be competition no matter what you do in your life. But the thing, the thing is, you have to believe in yourself. And I tell you what. I, there was nobody believed in me more than me.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. And though. I
1: refused to let, uh, you know, the rest of the industry tell me I couldn't do something. Sure. And uh, one of the very first big jobs I had was I actually piped in part of the manufacturing plant here at ODI in uh, no, Cleveland, Ohio.
0: Yay. That's Absol- so cool.
1: Absolutely. There was a gentleman named Ron Miller, and uh, he gave me the opportunity to do some uh, piping in our molding area yeah, of our plant. yeah. It's still there, and if I know it was going to last this long, I actually would have charged a little bit more.
0: <laughs> you know what? We have to make sure we get uh, a signature on that for sure sometime. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I expanded out from there, kept growing, kept hiring guys. Worked. I I had uh, the fortunate experiences of working all over the United States. Very you cool. You know, in some phase or another. Um, also led a lot of. Um, you know, high-end restaurant re- remodels and build-outs and stuff like that also.
0: That's good. So you really even expanded then, you know, went from plumbing into working with uh, insurance and then really started working even just across all the different trades and really understanding how big projects get kind of put together and executed.
1: Absolutely. The, the one thing that I learned was I used to think as a plumber, you know, I was the number one dog on the on the site. <laughs> but I soon realized that, you know, it's a team effort. Sure. Even though there's multiple trades there, there's one guy, the conductor, the superintendent, whatever yep. you want to call him. Okay. And he led all of us, you know, in layers throughout that project. So at the end, we completed it. And, you know, hopefully with very little uh, callbacks or mistakes.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's so cool. So then after uh, that time working, building out restaurants and building out big buildings throughout the uh, United States. Uh, did you end up here at ODI? Is that your next path?
1: Yeah. So believe it or not, um, I, you know, beat myself up over the years and uh, you know, I didn't work smart all the time. And uh, I decided I was just going to come home and retire. So I had helped one of the temporary recruiters here at the ODI company uh, with a large insurance claim at their, at their home. And uh, they were working here in this, job opening came up for an applications manager something new that Odie started and she gave me a call and i was finishing up uh, a restaurant in syracuse new york okay so she said you should come in you should look at this i said you know i'm going home i'm (laughs) going to hang up the boots and i'm going to retire so i told him i would stop in at least interview Uh, i did Uh, met with my children Um, my children said, dad, if you retire, we will leave home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I gave Odie a chance and I tell you what, it's been, um, it's been a great way to basically come to a place where I'll end my career. Sure. Um, I'm very passionate about Odie. Um, I look forward to coming into work every day. Love my teammates. Uh, you go, it goes without saying we're such a diverse company that I learn stuff every day because everybody brings something new to the table.
0: Yeah, well said. Well said, for sure. I know uh, for myself coming into Odie, and I heard that there was uh, a master plumber on staff. It was like, yes, thank goodness. Because from a marketer standpoint, the worst thing that we could do is execute or communicate or do things improperly that all of a sudden everyone's going, are you crazy? That's not the way you do it. So it's great. We have a great relationship um, with the technical team to work through. Blogs, content, information that we put out into the marketplace. And so thankful for that relationship for sure.
1: Oh, absolutely. And you know, uh, most of you may never get a chance to meet Catherine in person, but uh, I've really grown to consider Catherine as a friend and someone who I trust to lead our our other team members in the right direction. Uh, She's not ever going to throw somebody out there and say, hey, let's just get it out there. You know, we'll sort out the problems later. Uh, Her and her team, Uh, They sort through stuff. They bring in the technical applications people. We have Aaron, who is also an applications manager and licensed plumber. He works almost exclusively with the marketing team now. So the stuff we are putting out there, are there some glitches? Absolutely. Life is full of them. But the content that we put out, we try to put out stuff that's actually, you know, experienced in the field.
0: Yeah, which is great, especially because that's what we want to kind of portray. And and as you talked a little bit earlier about VOC, you know, it's important for us to make sure that whatever product we're putting out there, we really do have the voice of customer. And that doesn't mean this customer in this building who used to, you know, who has their master plumber license. No, we actually go out, work in the job sites with the contractors with our rep agencies, understand what works, what doesn't work, and we bring it back as we're developing products, as we're learning to improve upon our products. And I think it's one of the best features um, Odie has to offer.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, it's like it, ODI. I've always made a reference that Odie's like buying a diamond. Okay, it's forever. And what do you look for when you buy that diamond? All right, you look for the three C's. Yeah. Well, our three C's is conversation. We're constantly having internal and external conversation. Then we collaborate about it. And then what's that do? It allows us to create consistency.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I I've never heard that yet. I love that. You like Doug. that? Yes. Okay.
1: I tell you. Welcome I, to
0: marketing. I'm getting
1: all Hallmark on us <laughs> here.
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, obviously my background's a little bit different. Uh I did not go through the trades, even though I um definitely connect well with the trades. I, I like to be hands-on. Um, I definitely like to get into the details. Um, I like doing Projects around the house. But, you know, I I spent most of my career uh, kind of wherever the job was, I went. Um, I worked for CPG companies all over the US, learning sales, marketing, product development, and really kind of what I always tell um, young professionals building that um, platform to your career and Mm -hmm. trying to really understand where I fit in best and what I like the best. So um, after kind of made a nice stint and learning a lot of different things in a lot of different places, uh, made the trip to Odie. And a a friend of mine had said, hey, you got to come check out this company. It's really cool. And we got a lot of fun stuff happening. Like, Odie, I don't think I know Odie. And then my dad had actually said, you know Odie, as he showed me things on his shelf that he had uh, at his house from Odie. So I'm like, oh, I do know Odie. Spent some time, got to meet the team, and I actually got to interview with uh, the team that I've been working with and sold me right there. So people is such a big portion of this organization, really make who we are. Um, and it's been such a fun journey to uh, work with the social media team, the communications team, digital marketing on our websites, OD University, which is what such a beautiful, special place, product development. Um, there's just a lot of great things happening here at OD, and it's really fun. Oh,
1: absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's kind of funny when I think about my career path. I mean, you know, construction, I like you said, I've been very fortunate. I've experienced all levels of construction throughout my life. Um, and I come here, and my younger teammates, you know, to me, social media, I used to read a newspaper, And then when I would run into somebody later, we'd socially talk about it. Okay,
0: that's your social. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. (laughs) You know, here I'm learning about blogging and tweeting and uh, Instagramming and (laughs) linking in, and uh, you know, I'm learning all this stuff. So it's very exciting. Um, Our younger teammates bring a lot to the table, and it helps us connect to our customers in the field instantly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You
1: know, everything's about instant gratification. And uh, we're trying to keep up with that here at Odie.
0: Yeah, well, and it's something that the pandemic actually really taught us, correct? I mean, we had the ability to kind of connect pretty quickly with our end users on a lot of these subjects that we needed to tell them about new products. We needed to uh, discuss the things that were happening. So it's, it's been a blessing to have that as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You call it a blessing. Uh, I called it, uh, anxiety because <laughs> if I remember correctly, you came to, uh, my supervisor and, uh, you had said to him, Hey, we want to put Doug on a WebEx so we can virtually train. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Doug wasn't very keen on that, if I remember <laughs> correctly. I remember uh, sweating a lot, anxiety. Yeah. Who knows? I might have even blacked out every now and then. Yeah,
0: but you did awesome, and that's all about. It's all of us to learn, correct? Yes. Through all this, that's that's the key is that we have to continue to keep growing and learning, even though all these things are are new, and new avenues and new paths. We have to go out and try, just like the fix. Right? We're having this conversation to talk about the trades about how to get more people into the trades, what the journey kind of looks like. And it's important for us to have that conversation and to get things moving in the right direction.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And here, one of the things we're very good at at ODI is we listen. Right. You know, not only to our internal teammates, but everybody on the outside. And I think it's helped us survive really well through the pandemic. It's helped us support our customers, you know, uh, on the products they need, the support they need to put them in. And, you know, when I come here to Odie, I've learned a lot of things to do them the right way. Sure. Working through the insurance companies, I've actually learned a lot of ways that people do them the wrong way. And I still learn stuff every day when I talk to our contractors because we are nationwide. Right. So there is stuff they do on the West Coast that sometimes I scratch my head, but then I think about it and I'm like, mm, you know what? makes sense for that region.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I want to, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. And I want to kind of talk about um, getting into the trades and some things about the trades um, that kind of attracted you and some input there. So the first question I want to ask you, Doug, is if you could go back all those many years ago, sitting on the steps, watching that contractor pull out that HVA system, uh, what would you say uh, to him at that time? You know, if you're looking back um what would what would kind of be your comment back to him?
1: You know at the time in that moment, you know i I thanked him for you know giving me the opportunity to try um He gave me some support along the way. I mean, basically I was a tear out guy, but you know he gave me some pointers on hey, this is why I put things in this way, and this is how I size things. um I would probably like to go back it and say. Hey, look at who Doug is today because you gave me the opportunity to tear something out.
0: Yeah. Gave, gave you the chance. Yep, absolutely. Which is really cool. So could you describe maybe someone in your career who was very influential uh, to getting you to where you are today? Or maybe there's a couple of people who helped get you where you are today.
1: Yeah, you know, as a contractor, you know, um, people will often say, hey, you're your own boss. And I somewhat dispute that because every time I went to meet with a new client, I had a new boss. Mm -hmm. So I had to acclimate myself to their personalities, their needs, you know, and make sure that they were happy at the end of the day. Um, Influential people that I've met, um, my first master plumber that I trained under, you know, Bill, awesome gentleman, uh, took the time, even if he would lose money on the job to show me. The right way to do things. Very cool. Um, met another gentleman, Larry, who I worked for for a little while, and uh, he would actually come in on Saturdays and give up his time. And him and I would meet, and then he would discuss other stuff with me. Um, along the way, I've met all kinds of superintendents and vice presidents and owners of companies, and every one of them has their own unique story. That if you listen to it, it we're all sort of similar because we wanted to be successful. Sure. Um, you know, being successful, a lot of hard work, you know, challenge yourself. Uh, there's always going to be challenges out there. Uh, never, never be too full of yourself. Uh, I'll tell you a funny story. When, uh, Bill sent me out to a service call for the very first time, you know, I was a young guy and as a young guy, you know, people in the field, they're like, oh, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Right, you know, right. he's, too, he's too young <laughs> to have the right experiences. So I went and it was a simple service call to snake out a drain. Okay. And, um. Got in, set my tarp up, had my had my power snake out and, you know, ready to go. And the lady's looking at me, and she asked me straight up, she goes, are you old enough to know what you're doing? <laughs> and I was like, oh, sure, I got this, I got this. So all of our plumbers out there, they'll know what I'm about to say. I pulled the trap off and then took it and dumped it right back in the sink, and the water just went everywhere all over the oh, cabinet no. space. And uh, <laughs> I learned at that moment in time. You know, leave yeah. the ego at the door <laughs> and just focus uh-huh. on what you're doing.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's a great story. And, and like you said, I'm sure there's many people who can relate to that. For oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. As you got you have to learn through some of your failures, right, to be able yep. to grow as well.
1: I've learned as many valuable things through failures of a, as I have through successes. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So for you, you had a gentleman that, uh, you know, combined in your life that be able to give you a way into the trades and kind of help you through a little bit. What about maybe someone who's out there that doesn't know the trades as an option? You know, what's a great avenue for them?
1: Yeah, great question. Because, you know, if if you want to experience the trades, I always use Habitat for Humanity. You know, it's a great cause. Odie's actually very big in participating with Habitat for Humanity. So what I would recommend is if you think you want to work with your hands, if you think you'd like to be your own boss someday, that hypothetical own boss, you know, go to your local Habitat for Humanity. They'll put you out on a job site. You'll be able to paint. You'll be able to drywall. You might be able to put some roofing on. You'll be able to do electric, HVAC, and also plumbing. Experience all of those in little micro bursts. okay? You're helping the community. You're gaining your comfort zone at that point. Now you can go, you can apply yourself to the trades. If you say you do choose plumbing, now you can go, you can try to choose a non-union path, or you can also choose the union. A lot of guys do very well in union. They'll they'll go in, they'll sign up, uh, they'll do their four-year apprentice program. They'll also probably get some community college time. Uh, After their fourth year, they'll take their journeyman's test, and now they're elevated to a new position where they can probably run a project, okay, or work for a higher-end company that will allow them to uh, be more successful in different areas. Non-union, there's always non-union plumbers out there that are looking for you know, apprentices. Sure. You know, and don't be afraid of showing up on a job and them looking at you and saying, hey, kid, go get the coffee for the crew or, hey, kid, go over there and sweep up the floor. You know, just remember sweeping up the floor and cleaning. Yeah. That is the last thing that people remember when you leave that home.
0: That is right. That's so true.
1: Your your job site should be as clean or cleaner when you leave Okay, than it was when you got there.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter if you did a good job on on the project. If you leave it a mess, that's what they're going to remember.
1: I can't tell you how many bathroom floors I sanitized before I did work in them. Yeah,
0: <laughs> before.
1: that. <laughs> yeah, I right.
0: Understand that? Yes, for sure. Well, what about some training requirements um, for someone who wants to get into the trades? What's some recommendations for understanding the apprentice program or going through the union? But is there any other training requirements or training programs that are out there that um, uh, students could look at?
1: You know, depending on your location in the United States, I'm sure there's trade schools out there all over the United States. You know, we, we do have a couple here in Ohio. Like we have one Max Hayes, for example. Mm-hmm. Max Hayes takes a lot of high school kids, and he will put them on that co-op program where they'll do classroom time and then they'll do hands-on time. Right. We've actually had Max Hayes come through our OD University Uh, several times before with groups of kids. That's really cool. Absolutely. It's great to see those young kids. You know, if you're at home and you're flushing your toilet, you know, it's just a function. Right. But when we bring you here and we show you closet flanges and wax seals and T-bolts and how the toilets go in and why it's important to pay attention... The kids become interested because, you know what, they're using their heads.
0: Yeah, and Doug, I remember um, a couple years back with Habitat for Humanity, anyone who had a home built that year, we actually brought them into Oda University to do just basic plumbing, uh, understanding if something fell down the drain, how could you get it out of the P trap, or how to maybe change things that were happening in your toilet. And I think... Programs like that are another great way or extension from Habitat for Humanity of, you know, maybe there's a son or a daughter in the house that comes and learns a little bit at Oni University about how to do basic plumbing and to understand that, oh, this is a really great career path that you can go into.
1: Absolutely. I was, uh, I was fortunate enough to be chosen to lead that session and um, it was for two hours. So we had a group of homeowners who come in and part of their uh, program was they had to attend self-help classes. So we had talked about, um, you know, like you said, fixing faucets and fixing toilets and how to clear your drains out. And um, everybody was very interactive. You know, at first everybody was to sit in the back of the room <laughs> and stuff. And then we, we got them interactive, a lot of questions going on. And I do remember a lady at the end, she came up to me and she goes, how can my son become a plumber? Yeah. And I said, you know what? I said, he's just got to take the first step and a great place to start was Habitat for Humanity. Yeah, I don't know where the young man ended up, but I'm sure his mom twisted his ear a little bit and said, <laughs> you're going to go serve a day.
0: No, but I think it's great. And that's how these these conversations and things happen is just by experience and exposure and trying to drive people to the right place to be able to learn a little bit more.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think everybody out there who is maybe afraid of going to school to take tests or, you know, doesn't want to type on a computer or become a gamer and you want to use your hands. You want to see something develop and evolve so that at the end you can see what you did and be proud of it. Right. The trades are that place. Um, So reach out, you know, with today's Googling and everything else, I'm sure you could Google (laughs) where where to go with that. Creating new
0: words, Googling. Oh, man. So here's another big one coming off of that then. Misconceptions. What do you think is some of the biggest misconceptions about the trades or even just plumbing trade? Well, the
1: plumbing trade, obviously, everybody thinks that, uh, you know, you smell like crap, you look like crap, and you're working crap.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah, we've heard that a lot from our social followers. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, the thing
1: is, that's part of the job. You, you, You know, depending on what you go into, you may experience crap, Okay. Um, but we probably
0: all do absolutely. Right? in our, in our, no matter what trade you're in. Crap
1: runs downhill and everybody gets hit every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, don't be afraid of those experiences. Right. Use them so that you can say, okay, that's one more experience I had. That's one more thing I can build on. Right. Now I'm even a better mechanic. So, you know, when you look upon service people, sometimes you're like, oh, well, they weren't smart enough to be a, a programmer, you know, for right. computers. Yeah. That's not true. If you're a technician of any type in any trade, you're a problem solver. Right. And, uh, you know, my recommendation is on your way to your job sites, I used to tell my guys, hey, you're still on my time. I'm paying you to drive. I don't want you texting. Don't want you listening to the radio and jamming out, okay? I want you thinking about the job that you're going to and all the different possibilities that you can run into so that no matter what you hit, you're going to be efficient at it.
0: Yeah. Nope. Makes sense. Definitely don't text and drive. That'd be bad. No, yeah, it's bad. Maybe a little jamming out though. Get you yeah. pumped and ready for All the right. job. <laughs> Play
1: the fix music.
0: There you go. <laughs> I'd listen to the podcast That's in right. between. That's Got right. it. So I want to talk a little bit about future set. So Doug, when you kind of look at what are the trades look like over the next five to 10 years, what what do you see happening?
1: What I see happening is I see people starting to realize that if you're a, if you're a true good technician, Okay, there's always going to be a place for you to work. There's always something to repair. Right now, we're in the middle of a housing boom. Okay, I mean, tons of houses are being built. The economy itself, it should readjust. And then you're going to go through that law where, okay, we're not going to build new homes as rapidly as we are today. But guess what? People are going to start fixing what they have. Sure. There's always something to fix. Low, low, um, you know, intense projects, uh, fixing a toilet, things of that nature, homeowners will try that all day long. Right. But there's so much need for that kitchen sink that, you know, is rotted out and I have to cut it out and figure out how to repipe it without blowing the cabinet out, you know, Uh, bathroom remodels. How do I get the DWV system changed out without tearing out every wall in the house, you know? So for those technicians who really hone their skills, there will always be work for them. I can tell you in my many decades of a career yeah, that uh, we never once uh, were without work. And even when the economy took a hit in 2008, what I did was I changed my business plan. And we know that there was no longer going to be new stuff being built. Sure. So I created uh, restoration plans for a lot of big companies that I worked for. Smart and they were willing to invest in that because they knew the economy would also
0: adjust itself. Right, absolutely. Now, how about with a lot of um, technicians and plumbers retiring and what the future looks like for those getting into the trades? You know, how do you see that as, um, you know, balancing itself out? And a lot of people who maybe you know, want to sell off their business or want to walk away from the trades, but they want to make sure that they can pass it down or, or sell it to someone, you know, how can we get more people into the trades to ha- be a part of that?
1: Yeah, I think, I think communication. I really do. And and like right now we're broadcasting here from the Ody University. Sure. Uh, this was an environment that we created during the pandemic. Uh, we have so many hands-on thing. We actually have a three-room ranch home built here in our building. So cool, that you huh? can do. Yep, absolutely. Um, so the conversation, you know, reach out to tradesmen that you may know. If you have a plumber at your house and he's working, you know, and he's fixing something, hey, ask the guy some questions, you know. You have a lot of big service companies out there, you know, with big names that are nationwide. Reach out to them. They're always looking for people to fill a truck, you know, and they'll pay you to train. There's not many places you can go and get paid to train. Yeah. Now, you may not be the best right off the bat. and You may not be making that $100,000 dream salary that you're Absolutely. looking for. Yep. But you know what? You can make an honest wage. You you can live a, a decent life, and you can continue to grow.
0: Yeah, and I think that's that's part of it, right? It's a journey. You're never going to yep. get there right away, and it's really about kind of building, same way as I talked about a little bit my career, building your base, learning a lot of different disciplines, Uh asking a lot of questions, understanding where to go. And then you'll be able to, you know, maybe one day like yourself decide, okay, I I know have enough knowledge. I've passed my test and now I can move on to, start my own business or Absolutely. work with insurance companies or work with the county or work on different buildings. Um, so I think that there's just a big opportunity, Yep. you know, once you kind of get in and learn and really um, grow from there.
1: As anything in life, there's always going to be a changing of the guards. Okay. Yep. I'm constantly making sure my badge works every day because I'm sure my changing <laughs> is coming. But, uh, you know, with that changing of guards, you need to replenish the, 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 the pot. Right. And so, you know, checking with your local unions, you know, the BAs will be happy to talk to you if you show up at one of the local unions and say, Hey, I'm interested. They'll give you information. They might show you around the hall. They'll they'll discuss the union side of it. Right. Like I said, non-union, you have the habitats. You have a lot of non-union plumbers right now who are dying for people to work for.
0: Oh, and we see it and hear it all the time that they just, they want... Good candidates to come. They'll teach them everything they need to know. They just want people to show up, come do good work, and uh, they'll teach them.
1: Absolutely. You know, another place is uh, plumbing wholesalers. Uh, uh, plumbing wholesalers, I tell you, those guys are warriors. They're on the front lines. They they have the plumbers come in. The plumbers are either chat up, drink a cup of coffee, you know, tell about something good that happened to them, or they're going to come in and they're going to be pissed. right? Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) And what what that's going to do is it's going to give them insight on what's going on in the field. Sure. You know, so visit one of your local wholesalers and say, hey, I'm a young guy, I'd like to get into the plumbing trade, and I think if I can learn about plumbing parts first, you know, I'll do a better job when I get out there.
0: Yeah, that's a great idea.
1: Here at manufacturing, we have a large manufacturing plant right across the street here in Cleveland. You know, we have so many great workers over there. Uh, you know, our corporate people, the wonderful team members, but without the people that work in our manufacturing plant, we wouldn't open up our doors.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, so, we learned that there's a lot of essential workers definitely during the pandemic and how key not only this trade is, but also the manufacturing that happens across the street.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, that's great. Well, you know, I just want to leave one other, you know, final thought, Doug, anything that you want to, you know, kind of leave our listeners to of of your either background with the trades your thought on the trades or just your thoughts on having this conversation on a weekly basis
1: I can tell you that um, you know you need to find your way in life okay but you can't find your way in life unless you experience things okay it's like you waking up one day and saying you know what I hear such great things about Colorado I'm going to move there but you know what take a two week vacation there and experience a little bit because it might not be the place that fits your needs. Yeah. It's the same thing with the trades, you know, get those experiences, have conversation, reach out to Odie. I mean, we're always willing to talk to everyone. Yeah. Uh, We have a complete social media team. Uh, They'll talk to you. They talk to me, so they'll talk to anybody.
0: <laughs> but that's a great point. You know, anyone listening to this that um, wants help with getting people, um, either apprentices into their workforce or those that maybe are following us that are like, oh, I've been thinking about it, or I might want to get into the trades, reach out. We have a lot of contacts that are um, either our end users or our wholesalers or our rep agencies that would be more than happy to put you in touch with people to have that Continued conversation.
1: Absolutely. Our regional sales team, I mean, we have six members of the regional sales team. They manage multiple reps. And if anybody reached out and said, hey, you know, is anybody looking for an opportunity to hire somebody and train them? I'm sure we can make a few emails and, uh, find some things out for you.
0: Yeah, that would be great. Well, listen, Doug, I want to thank you so much uh, for your time today. It was great having a conversation with you. You know, I always love having a conversation with you. Love sitting next to you anywhere. (laughs) Well, thanks everyone for joining us on the first ever episode of The Fix. I just want to thank my co-host Doug for joining us today and we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us on this episode of The Fix. Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss our next conversation dropping every Wednesday. If you have feedback about the show or a topic you'd like to see covered, send us an email at odie.com or give us a shout out on social media. We would love to connect with you. Don't forget, you can get your daily fix by visiting odie.com, and we'll catch you next time.